Welcome to the Classical American Education Podcast with the Copelands. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Season 3. Today, we will be providing you with an overview of both the need for and definition of what this podcast is devoted to promoting, a classical American education. Unfortunately, most of us are all too familiar with the fact that most American schools are focused more upon job training and social engineering than allowing each individual student to reach their greatest potential in all areas. No longer is the goal of each student flourishing in their God-ordained calling even considered by those who control the educational bureaucracy in our nation. That is because our schools have strayed far away from the traditional Bible-based approach to learning and instead adopted the progressive model that prefers to indoctrinate students with what to think instead of helping them discover how to think. It begins as early as the elementary grades and then escalates as students grow older. By contrast, a classical education has its core focus on developing students for life, not the future job market. One common definition is the cultivation of wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on truth, goodness, and beauty. Students who receive a classical education are exposed to a robust study of the liberal arts and sciences with an equal focus upon civic responsibility. When we think of the word classical, it likely brings to mind images of the two societies that modern academics have identified as dominating the world during the classical era, ancient Greece and Rome. We are in debt to Rome for its early form of government prior to Julius Caesar, as our founders gleaned many ideas from that republic. But when speaking of a classical education, we are best served to turn our focus to the Greeks specifically to the three philosophers, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Their ideas are what has formed the basis for the trivium and quadrivium. The trivium is the first three liberal arts that were considered important for study, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And that is why the first school a child would have attended in America was called a grammar school not because they only studied the differences between adjectives and adverbs, but because they focused upon the knowledge and principles that would serve as a foundation for future study. The logic stage emphasizes the need to write with clarity, and the rhetoric stage combines the knowledge from the grammar stage with the rules of logic to produce both written and spoken arguments. The quadrivium includes the final four liberal arts, geometry, astronomy, arithmetic, and music. While those terms have been rather dumbed down in modern academia, all four aspects of the quadrivium, when understood from the perspective of a classical education, are suitable for study in high school. Students receiving a classical education are typically capable of participating in adult conversations better than their peers because they not only have a vast array of information to reference, but they have practice presenting their ideas both verbally and using the written word. They are allowed to specialize in their fields of interest because they have not been sitting in a classroom being taught the same subject year after year without ever really learning it. 
that is drastically different than what happens in most schools today. And it is also different than the education received by students in America during our founding era. Take what we have just explained about a classical education, and let's transform that into a classical American education. What is the one element that separates those two? The Word of God. The classrooms of 18th century America would have featured high expectations, moral instruction, and a clear focus upon the teaching of the Bible. It is critical to understand that the Bible was more than a source for moral instruction. Every subject that was taught had the Word of God in view. Noah Webster referred to the Bible as America's basic textbook in all fields. Benjamin Rush, a signer of the Declaration of Independence and the father of public schools under the Constitution, explained that even if a student grows up to become an atheist, when they are exposed to the truths of the Word of God at a young age, they act in a much more civilized and moral manner when an adult. The Bible itself explains that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it also tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Our nation's educational system, which once promoted a biblical worldview, now promotes multiple ideologies that are directly in opposition to the Word of God. That must change for this nation to become all that God desires for it to be, and you can be a part of making that happen. It is vital for parents and every other American concerned about our future as a nation to become involved in the struggle for educational freedom. Make the decision to homeschool your children today. Support politicians who are in favor of school choice. And subscribe to this podcast where we will be giving you up-to-date information and practical steps you can take to help America return to the classical American educational model. We hope you are enjoying today's episode. The Classical American Education Podcast is currently developing a family-style, Bible-based, patriotic enrichment curriculum. Stay tuned for more details about the release of this important project. Don't forget to rate, share, and review the CAE Podcast to help us get the word out. We greatly appreciate it. Now, back to our episode. In case you have not noticed, the American educational system is in crisis. Toxic ideologies such as CRT and the unparalleled explosion of people identifying as transgender in America. To understand it all, simply take a closer look at the anti-God, anti-American rhetoric that has been pushed in our own universities for the last 50 years, and it will all begin to make much more sense. To some, The answer to combat this evil is a return to the classical education model, which seeks to develop the person rather than to build a final product. That is the type of education that students receive at the very expensive prep schools that serve the elites of American society, and it is drastically different than what is offered in the government-run schools. However, even though that type of classical education is based upon some very good principles, They are typically steeped in the philosophy of this world and baptized with vain deceit. We should certainly take the good ideas from Greek culture and incorporate them into how we think about training up our children in the way they should go. But as you may have heard before, we must eat the meat and spit out the bones. 
classical education may be highly preferable to what is currently called education by our society, but there is a better way. That better way is what we call a classical American education. Listen again to what Noah Webster, the brilliant scholar who is famous for giving us the very first American dictionary, said about the Bible and education. Quote, education is useless without the Bible. The Bible was America's basic textbook in all fields, end quote. Benjamin Rush said that it was the devil's idea to convince people that it was, quote, improper to read the Bible at schools, end quote. That is why we here at the Classical American Education Podcast have developed our own definition of classical American education that is different from the standard definition of classical education. Listen again to the most common definition of a classical education, the cultivation of wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on truth, goodness, and beauty. And now, the definition of a classical American education, the cultivation of godly wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on biblical truth, the goodness of God, and the beauty of holiness. There is a difference between godly wisdom and earthly wisdom. Remember that the book of James tells us in the third chapter, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Let's pray and be active participants in helping America return to a classical American education that could spark a revival that is so desperately needed. We hope you have enjoyed a brief overview of the difference between a classical education and a classical American education. Please rate, share, and review the Classical American Education Podcast. Reach out to us by email at classicalamericaned at org with questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you as you serve Him in Jesus' name.